Beer friends, and welcome to another episode of Tap the Craft Podcast. I am Denny Luce, coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, head brewer, and owner of Trek Brewing in Columbus, Ohio, is John Ream. And John, what is in your glass? And of course, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, and uh, tonight I'm drinking some uh, something from Aslan Brewing, uh, their Double Orange Starfish Double IPA, uh, which I think I talked about on the show the last time I got a care package of uh, beer from uh, the East Coast. Um, I just got another one. So I've got a whole bunch of uh, hazy IPAs and all that kind of stuff to go through. Nice. Um, but uh, I am in, definitely in a beer drinking mood because it is my son's fifth birthday. Woo. And we had his birthday party today. So I, at one point I was in charge of 20-some five-year-olds and their younger siblings. Oh. So, uh Yeah. It's a good time to drink. Yeah. <laughs> Just put it that way. So yeah, yeah, I'm so I'm ready to be here and knock knock a few back. Okay. So uh, how are you doing? And what are you drinking, Russ? I'm doing all right. So what? John, Wait, what? <laughs> what is going on here? How's it going, fellas? <laughs> Wait, hey, this isn't Russ. Russ is real. This is the one and only. <laughs> Russ. How do we know? Hey, he's been sitting here in silence for 45 minutes because Chris can't get his shit together. No. Yeah, Chris so. sucks at what he does. Russ, Russ, what's your wife's name? We're going to need a quiz. Oh, damn it. It's getting too real. Well, Russ, welcome to the show. This I is... made that cheat sheet. Oh, man. It's paid off, <laughs> it's paid off dividends. <laughs> this is a treat. I, I guess uh, I wasn't planning anything big for episode 100, but look, we have a special guest, and you are real. Yes, sir. All right. What's in your glass? I'm, I'm still I, not taking it without a voicemail. Nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this isn't voicemail enough for you. <laughs> so John was nice enough to share his beer with me, so I'm also drinking an Aslan Double Orange Starfish. Oh. Yeah, we're, we're going through the care package. Yeah, so. Okay. Nice. So did, did Russ, did you try the beer from Three Floyds that John was drinking earlier? I did. And and what is your you think it's a are you willing to say whether it's good or bad or are you not going to uh, I was not a fan okay okay so it's uh, definitely not something I would drink again okay all right well good good well welcome aboard Russ are you going to stay for the whole Thanks. show or just for uh, an intro I uh, I'll stay for a little bit okay yeah we'll, we'll see we may have had him we'll for longer long you know but somebody had to take a <laughs> sweet time. <laughs> Yeah, that guy sucks, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, so Chris, uh, speaking of which, how are you doing? What are you drinking tonight? I'm, I'm doing good, guys. I have an imperial barrel-aged porter from our friends here at Brewbus. It's called Curb Check. It's uh, an imperial porter with Honduran cacao nibs and Madagascar vanilla beans. And um, 
this would be something that I would want to drink if I had to handle 25 year olds and their older <laughs> their younger siblings today. Um, but you know, it's still, uh, still good on this rainy night here in Tampa. Oh, okay. So you're having some, uh, some rainy weather in Florida right now. Yeah, I think we're about to start getting into that rainy season, and then that just means, you know, prepping for hurricanes and all that good stuff. Oh, boy. You better stock up in your beer. You don't want to be low on beer. My my freaking chest freezer died the other day. Oh, no. Fortunately, I wasn't fermenting anything in it, and now I got to get something to, you know, keep my beer at the appropriate temperature. Okay. Well, you know what? You got all that. You know, you're you're a independent business owner you have all that money just rolling in just uh you know sidetrack a little bit over to your beer fridge yeah if i had time to go buy a new cooler it'd be so much easier (laughs) (laughs) everything we get from sam's club now comes from get shipped to our door so uh, if they're willing to ship one to us i'd be entirely grateful but i doubt it's going to happen okay what about you denny what are you drinking tonight well you know what in celebration of our 100th episode, I decided to kick back with my last two Ninkasi Prismatic IPAs from the uh, six pack I bought last night. And I told myself I was only going, I wasn't going to drink the whole six pack in one sitting. And I was, and I held true. I drank four instead of six. And I'm going to drink the last two on the show tonight, as, lo- as well as some other beers, I'm sure. But I've already been partaking in a few beers. I'm feeling good. I'm probably going to slur a few words, maybe mispronounce a few things. Um, that's normal. Why, why stop now at episode 100 from what we've done, uh, you know, pretty much the whole show? Yeah, we're not going to learn anything at this point. No, no. We're stuck in our ways. Yeah, yeah, we are. Okay, well, hey, before we get started in this, uh, in this epic episode, let's let anyone that might be new, you know, anyone that wants to start, Tap the Craft at episode 100, what they have in store. Uh, Tap the Craft podcast, we are an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer. We want to help you guys along in your craft beer journey. And as we already mentioned, you are listening to episode 100. We are recording on Sunday, May 20th, 2018. And in this show, we will discuss the German Pilsner style as well as, yes, you're going to hear it, we're going to do another tasting notes segment on the North Coast Scrimshaw Pilsner. We mentioned this beer in our last episode, and John and I decided that, you know what? It's been a while since we partook in this beer. Why not drink it and do a tasting notes segment for episode 100? So we will do that for sure, as well as reminisce over some of the great things we had to talk about in 99 shows so far. And, of course, our great conversation about beer. So let's get this conversation started. John, why don't you hit us up with a Trek Brewing update? And of course, if you want Russ to jump in and help you do this because he's at that brewery all the time, he can jump in too and help you uh, tell us what's going on. Yeah, and he's well aware because he's sober the whole time because he's still right. waiting for I'm that still beer. For my that you order, so. <laughs> all right, I need to open a tab. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, so I'll, I'll start with the thing that everybody wants to know about, the landscaping. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, How's that coming? Yeah. So we started landscaping out front, uh, putting down some rock. Uh, we're getting ready to put down some mulch as well. I mean, that's pretty exciting. Two different mediums uh, out front. Um, but. Uh, oh, wait, sorry that I started at the bottom. I was supposed to start at the top 15 barrel system. There we go. Um, <laughs> it's the the plumbing uh, for all the water is done. 
uh, for those kettles now, which is awesome. Um, and we are we, alongside that we've been working on this steam piping. I say we, like I was hanging steam piping mm -hmm. and welding it. I have yeah. not, I've just been letting them in the building. Um, but, uh, Friday, uh, this past week, they started welding everything together that they've been, uh, kind of piecing together, sizing up for our space, our layout. Um, and I think within the next couple of days, they should finish up, uh, everything for the boiler. Uh, so then the steam will be ready to go. Uh, then we'll just need some electrical work and the glycol uh, to finish up. Um, and the glycol piping should uh, arrive and start going in place this week. Um, and then we're waiting on the our, our roof. I don't think I've mentioned that we're replacing the roof on the building. Oh, my which gosh. Is not fun. Uh, we were hoping that we'd have a little more time. We knew that, you know, a replacement was going to come, but we figured we had probably maybe five years <laughs> max um, left on it. Um, it was an older roof with a barbecue joint just throwing grease up there the whole time, yeah. which, you know, degrades these roofs. So, um, but no, we have to do it now. Um, so unfortunately, uh, we've been waiting to get the chiller up there uh, till we can get the curbs uh for the chiller put in at the right spot. Oh, okay. Um, but we've had thunderstorms every single day over the past week plus. So they have done nothing on the roof because they can't risk opening it up and then having the thunderstorm roll in. Yeah. Um, so uh, last I checked, we're supposed to have thunderstorms again, Monday, Tuesday this week. Um, so hopefully by the end of this week, at least the curves will be in place and then we can figure out <laughs> when the chiller will get on on the roof and, and all that. So, uh, it's been a bit frustrating because it's something outside of everyone's control. Um, cause we can't control the weather. Uh, but, uh, hopefully that'll resolve soon. We, they, they don't have very many days of roofing left. So if we can string together a few nice days, we'll, we'll be done with that pretty fast. All right. So, um, so wait, putting yeah, the chiller on a roof seems a little bit, uh, risky. Is that a normal thing? I, normally when I see the chillers, they're like in a, a little, you know, side side of the building type location, um, easy to access if you need to go and do some repairs. Are you are you concerned that that you have good enough access on the roof to service these things? Uh, well, yeah, and due to the weight, it's like right next to the side of the roof, mm -hmm. um, and then it's supported uh, with some steel on top of concrete inside the building. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's right basically on the edge of the building and the back, so it's it's pretty easy to access, okay. um, if necessary. Right. So and yeah, there there are plenty of places that that have them up up on the roof as well. Um, okay. Mostly just due to space saving measure. Yeah, which yeah. is exactly why we're doing it. So wait a minute, wait a minute. I see a lot of space at your place. I'm sure that you could have snuck there, out. Of yeah, <laughs> there's not as much space as uh, previous pictures have shown. Now that oh. the equipment's in there, so okay. Um, yeah, the, the brewery's getting tight pretty quick, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's good. I'm happy that all that stuff's in there because that means we can start making some decent quantities of beer soon. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Is that it? Is that everything? Um, and then the, lastly, just uh, it's been a nice couple of weeks at the brewery. Uh, we had uh, a couple of parties, which I think I mentioned as well last last week um, or last episode. And these past two weekends have actually been our, our best at the brewery and 
um, in terms of turnout and, and everything else. So uh, things are definitely building. It's been it's been good. So uh, all the hard work is, you know, kind of. I won't say paying off because it can't really do that open two days a week. But, uh, the, you know, the sign is there that once we can make some beer, we'll, we'll uh, be, be on, on a good path. So. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, good. So uh, I want to include Russ because I wasn't prepared for Russ being on the show. So I, I want to make sure he doesn't feel left out. So, Russ, a couple questions for you. Sure. First thing, what is your favorite beer that John has served? at the brewery so far the uh, definitely the brown oh excellent but, uh, now the brown am, was just uh, released right uh yeah so we had uh just one batch of the brown has gone through yeah and that's the that's the hoppy brown okay yeah no it's very tasty okay. and now it's gone we ran out on saturday <laughs> <laughs> wow you went through one barrel of brown in one week no, it was on. Uh, it was on and off a little bit because uh, we had. A, I had an issue with some of those kegs um, that I had to get through. So okay. it ended up being on for about three weeks, but it was kind of off for one of those weeks. So yeah, okay. it was. It was a little weird. <laughs> okay. All right. So Russ, do you like Belgian ales? Um, they're definitely not my favorite. Not my go-to for sure. Okay. Okay. Well, have you had the loose cannon yet? I have not. Okay, it's an award-winning you know, Belgian dark strong ale, so you should probably try that. I'm sure you'll find it fantastic, and it happens to be named after me, so that that should tell you right there. It's it's great. Ohio, I'll probably yeah. try I'll check the basement. Let's see if there's any in here. Okay, so I also understand, Russ, that you uh, you've been serving Trek beer at uh, at least one festival. What is yeah. your what do you what do you, uh, how's your experience been serving up at the festival? <laughs> it was good. Uh, like we were, uh, you know, we were just there to help out. Like John needed a volunteer cause he couldn't serve the beer himself. So, mm -hmm. um, no, it was really good. So lots of good people on um, the breweries in the area are uh, all pretty nice to hang out with. So lots of good people. Okay. All right. And do you have, uh, your own designated chair at the bar like norm did in cheers <laughs> we tried to uh pick a booth and put our name on it but uh john said that was no good <laughs> well oh, they, come on. they did then abandon john. that booth they, they've picked a new table so we may have to go with that <laughs> table now they're, they're still kind of feeling their way in the brewery of yeah. what's right for there's, them there's uh, uh there's lots of lots of space in that place so. okay excellent all right russ so well let I, him I, buy a chair he can put a little label on the back of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll reopen the kickstarter with a new new uh perk yeah yeah get your name on a chair you can always name a fermenter there's still one available i think yeah there is there's <laughs> one available those names are going on uh i think this week okay so. all right okay russ feel free to jump in while we have our show don't feel like you have to just stay quiet if you have something to say just say it and uh, we're going to continue on with uh, our buddy Chris McKenzie. It's been a while since you've been on the show. We know that you did chime in with a voicemail for our last episode while you were enjoying some beers on the poolside in Las Vegas. In fact, you were in Las Vegas while John was in Florida, and you missed you guys crossing in the jet streams. It was uh, mm -hmm. very sad. But have you had any fun beer-related activities 
since we last chatted? So we had a ton of, no, not really. There was none. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, there were no beer activities uh, other than a, a brew day with a friend. Uh, but other than that, meant of uh, all things beer, been plenty of drinking it. It's just. <laughs> okay. Well then. All right. Well then, you know what? I'll just go into my beer activity because obviously nobody's having fun, you know, going out. And, wait, Russ, do you have any beer activities that you want to talk about? I don't mean to leave you out. Well, sir, I haven't had much myself either. Okay. Okay. Hanging well, out of track. All right. Well, hey, that's good. You're keeping John in business. <laughs> right. And a uh, good thing that uh, I don't have my tab open. It might get expensive. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm willing to put anything on that. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have something quick. I'm just going to talk an update with my Taver, a Taver, or however you say that name of that company that I ordered beer from. Um, we need to get a rep on just to pronounce a name. Yeah. And then just thanks and kick them off again. Okay. All right. So I'll set that up. Um, I'm hoping great. we can get sponsored by it. Maybe I get some more of those you know, $10 vouchers to get more beer. It'd be great. In that case, they can tackle a little longer. Get some of those. <laughs> but I, I wanted to give a, a, a review. I, I mentioned that I, I set my order in, in motion to get shipped. It actually arrived on Monday, the Monday after that it, it was shipped on Friday. Arrived on Monday. Uh, I had it shipped to my work because we have a designated shipping person that's there all the time to sign for stuff. So I knew that I wouldn't miss it uh, by being at work and uh, it coming to my house. Uh, no issues with the shipping at all. Uh, it showed up. Uh, no bottles broken. I will say that the packaging was a was a little bit uh, scary. I wouldn't send the the beer through the uh, UPS uh, with the packing that they did because it was literally just uh, cardboard dividers with the cans and bottles sitting, you know, in a box. It wasn't padded. There was, you know, nothing to keep them from you know, really breaking if they got jostled. But I think they're using some shipping company that maybe takes a little bit more, you know, gentle care with the shipping. But the cost... Yeah, I'd, I'd say most of the time that wouldn't be a problem because I think a lot of times the issue is when, like, bottles hit each other mm -hmm. and, like, glass on glass, that kind of thing. Um, so if you have a cardboard divide, you know, it shouldn't be too bad as long as, you know, it's not being thrown over thrown. a fence. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> it's the throwing part that uh, worries me. Uh, the, the shipping is a, is a flat $15, $14.99 fee, and it's for any quantity of beer, and I kind of like that. So what I did is I, at 15, at 15 bottles and cans, that's when I set my limit. So I was basically paying an excess shipping fee of a dollar per beer, per beer that I, I ordered. And uh, yeah, so let me talk about the beers. I had quite a variety. I had six pairs where I had two cans of each whether it be 16-ounce cans or 12-ounce cans. And then I had three individual uh, bottles and cans uh, that weren't in a pair. And I had a number of breweries from across the nation. And here's the ones I chose. I chose Allagash up in Maine, uh, MIA down south in the Florida area, uh, Toppin' Goliath, Rheingeist, Mad Tree, and Hoppin' Frog from the Ohio area, and Hubbard's Cave, which is in Illinois. Never heard of this brewery, but I... Uh, looking at the reviews, they make some pretty special beer, so I wanted to try one of theirs. And then Four Noses out of Colorado. So I had a quite a variety of stuff that I, I can't get locally. And I, I'll just talk a, very briefly about the three beers that uh, really stood out above the rest. 
The first one is from Ohio. The Hoppin' Frog Infusion A Peanut Butter Chocolate Coffee Porter. Now, John and Russ, have you had this beer? No, I have not. Oh, my gosh. You guys live in Ohio. You should be drinking this beer. Okay, let me tell you. Uh, all three of these beers are a five-cap rating on Untapped. Five caps. This beer is probably, right now, my favorite peanut butter beer that's been made. It was perfect. Uh, a nice, subtle, subtle, very subtle coffee character with a chocolate and peanut butter. The peanut butter, big aroma, uh, and you had the actual flavor of peanut butter in the beer along with that little coffee and chocolate. Everything was like melded together perfectly. Nothing was overwhelming. Everything blended well, and you got to taste all those characters in the beer. Uh, nice mouthfeel, too. It was a fantastic beer. I recommend anyone that can get this this uh, peanut butter chocolate coffee porter should go grab it. I have one more can left. I got two cans of this. The first can, I was in heaven. I'm, I'm savoring the second one, waiting for the right moment to drink it. Uh, really good. Yeah, the, the Hop and Frog that I've seen readily available here is just different variants of the uh, Imperial Stout. Oh, okay. Um, and I can say from trying to curate a draft list that Hop and Frog is at a, uh, I'll say, premium price point. Oh, okay. So I think it, it, you know, unless you've got somebody that's dedicated to making sure that that's available, um, it's not something that we're, we're going to find readily uh, just out in the market. Um, you'll have to go to somewhere special okay. to, to probably get that kind of stuff. All right. Well, Hey, make that trip to that special place. Uh, good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, Russ was just looking it up on Untapped for to see the find it, and it, it was pretty far here. Oh, really? So, yeah. It's about, it's about 100 miles from here. Okay. Well, 100 miles? Well, you know what? You can get it on Tavor, so you should, <laughs> you should join the app and see if you can get some. Yeah, I'm sending a referral code right now. So okay, yeah, yeah. Waiting for us to buy it. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right, the second beer I'll, I'll talk about briefly is the one from Florida, from MIA, and it's called the Tourist Trap Belgian Triple. Uh, everyone knows I love Belgian ales. I love triples. And from my from looking at the reviews of my friends who've had this beer, um, I, I was kind of worried because they were like, yeah, it's okay. It's, you know, it's like three and a half rating or whatever. I mean, I might have had one rating of a friend that had it at four. I'll tell you what, people were complaining that this was too much flavor, too much character, too much Belgian character in it. I think it did have a big, broad, bold, Belgian yeasty character to it, but it also wasn't overdone and was really good. I had two cans of this. I drank both cans, and in both experiences, five cap rating, a fantastic triple. It's it's not it's it's a different type of triple than what you get like at Triple Carmelite, right? Triple Carmelite is 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 really smooth and subtle and it's not too too much in your face. This one definitely is is, you know, they've got that old Belgian stick in their hand and they're beating you a little bit over the head with it, but it's not overdone. Uh just a couple of love taps, uh but it's really good. So, if you can try this one Okay, and my last beer, the last beer I want to talk about is from Allagash Brewing, and this is a brewery I've been wanting to try their beer for a long time. So when I saw this beer pop up on the app, I didn't even hesitate to go and add it to my list. Maybe I hesitated slightly for the price, but again, it was worth it because I don't know if I'm going to make it out to Maine 
to go and try this brewery myself anytime soon. So the beer that I tried is called Map 40. Map 40. It's a Belgian-style stout with cold-brewed coffee. And I'll tell you what. I absolutely fell in love with this beer as soon as I smelt it and took the first taste. So well done. I mean, very, very good chocolate stout, basically. Uh, I mean, it just, it was fantastic. Great coffee flavor, a little bit of chocolate, like mocha. Like, you know what it reminded me? And this is what I kind of said, I think, in my untapped. I said, it reminds me of a Java chip ice cream or Java trip, uh, like, uh, frappuccino it had that kind of carrier like character like a cold brewed coffee with a little bit of a chocolate you know java chip uh, character it was creamy smooth so and, and not a lot not a lot of that like dark chocolate type of bitterness no and thing in it. not bitter at all very smooth very smooth i i tell you what this beer was fantastic well worth the money uh if i i wish i would have bought you know, more than one bottle of it. It was a 12 ounce bottle. Um, it, it's incredible. I recommend anyone that can get this beer should go out and try it. Uh, Alec Ash is, is no joke. They make some, I mean, my first beer was a knock it out of the ballpark beer. I, I really loved it. Uh, you guys haven't had this beer, have you? No, I haven't had that one. I haven't had Alec Ash in a long time. Okay. Which is sad because I think I can get them now. So, <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So, Let's go into our noteworthy beers. I kind of talked about three beers already on my noteworthy list. So, Russ, are you prepared to talk about any noteworthy <laughs> beers besides Trek Brewing beers? Um, wait, wait, wait. Besides, I mean, that's <laughs> all. Does it get any does better? Everything noteworthy. <laughs> so, um, actually, I had one this week that uh, was pretty tasty. So, it's uh, from Community Beer Company in, I'm not sure where they're based out of, but it was their Mosaic IPA. All right. And it was uh, it was good. I mean, yeah, as far as really the, good. it was four caps for me. Um, okay. Really good on the nose. Um, the character was really good too. I, I um, that was very quite tasty. Okay. So. Have you had that one, John? No, I have oh. not. Oh, I was in Texas. I was in Texas. Oh, okay, okay. I was thinking, man. So that's wait, that's a Texas brewery then. I'm not 100% on that. Okay. Yeah, he's trying to get through uh, Untapped right now, but he's struggling with technology like Chris does. So. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Well, then. Yeah, they're a Dallas brewery. Dallas. Okay. All right. Well, good. Good. I'm and glad. just to correct something from a second ago, uh, Allagash is not in Ohio. I was using that Seeker Brew website that Allagash is not distributed to Ohio. So. Oh, they don't? Okay. I was wrong. Okay. All right. No problem. No problem. Okay. As we kind of uh, hinted to, Chris is having some technical difficulties. He may or may not be able to join in on some of our conversation. Uh, if he does, that'd be fantastic. But uh, until we can get him on, we're going to move uh, move on ahead. And why don't you, John, give us what your noteworthy beers are for last couple weeks? All right. So, yeah, I mentioned that I've gotten another care package um, from the Beer Elf or something like that, the Beer Fairy. Who knows? But uh, basically, I got a whole bunch of uh, you know Northeast IPAs and then associated beers from the breweries that make those those beers. Um, so uh, I'll mention one from uh, Aslan Brewing, uh, which I started out the show with. Uh, 
and this was their Astro Zombie, which actually was not really a, a hazy IPA. It was uh, more just a standard IPA, uh, but very tasty um, and uh, a little more um, defined. A lot of the Aslan that I got in the past was uh, Passage Prime for the style, because there's a lot of uh, Northeast IPA that by the time it, you know, got my uncle picked it up, was in his fridge and made its way to Ohio, uh, was passed when those beers were supposed to be consumed. Within a week. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, really fast. Um, so I, I've had kind of a mixed bag of Aslan uh, for, for what we've had. Um, but this one I, I really enjoyed. Uh, it was very nice. And uh, when I say it was defined, like it, so, some of those other ones, as they age, they kind of become a little muddled. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's kind of like I can tell there was something here at one point, but it's hard for me to, uh, kind of define it, uh, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, but this one, uh, was, was a little crisper. It, it was, it was very pleasant. So I enjoyed that one. Uh, and then I'll talk about a couple from the veil. Uh, the first of which was Chubbles, um, which is a hazy IPA, uh, very tropical, fruity, um, kind of what a lot of these are very, you know, the kind of, juice character mm-hmm. that, that comes along with it. And then the, uh, the one that's been the best so far of everything I've had from this package, the, the veil white Bugatti, which, uh, got a five cap for me. Oh, um, yeah. So even though I'm trying to not be so stingy with those, uh, <laughs> I'm still stingy with those. Yeah. Um, but, uh, this one was fantastic. I, I think, um, I don't have a pull up in front of me, but I, this one may have been a triple IPA, uh, which I've, I've had quite a few in this batch that are labeled triple IPAs, um, which is kind of surprising. You just don't see that that often. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times once you venture into that territory, it's kind of just barley wine. Yeah. You know? um, but uh, this thing was just fantastic. They, It was... Uh, kind of a tropical passion fruit, like just really nice, uh, really nice beer. And I, uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I will say one thing that's nice for the veil versus Aslan is everything is date coded. So I can tell, uh, you know, what, when it was, when it was done, um, which definitely helps when you get a big pile of beers and you're looking like, okay, what do I need to make sure I drink right now? And what's already passage prime and it won't matter if I get to it next week, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of influenced some of my decisions. So, uh, kind of, a, I don't know, the, vote for date coding things. Cause it, it helps when, <laughs> from a consumer standpoint. So, but, but yeah, that's, that's for me. Okay. So how about you, Danny? What, what have you been up to, uh, you're new and noteworthy. All right, John. Well, yeah, I had a couple more beers to add to the three I already talked about. These are from beers that I was able to get locally in my area. The first one is a New England IPA from Heretic Brewing called Juicier Than Thou. And um, I've had some of their hazy IPA, New England style IPAs in the past, and they, they, they kind of are a work in progress, in my opinion. They weren't all that great. They weren't bad beers. They just didn't live up to what I expect when I get something that's really a juicy, hazy New England style IPA. Well, guess what? 
they've crossed over into the realm of making a really good New England IPA. This one is a uh, is juicier than than thou. The first one was juicier or juicy juicier than thou or something. Now it's no juicier. So it's the same title. It's no, no, just different. It's it's a different title. It's similar Take your title. title. You get there. Yeah, it's something like it, but it was. I forget what it is. This one has mangoes in it, though. And I'll tell you what, the mangoes were a really nice, pleasant, tropical fruit uh, character in this beer. Um, in fact, we bought two cans because my wife, she wanted, uh, she saw I had a can in there. And she said, you know what, I want a can for myself. And uh, so, we, you know, I got a can that I shared with her. And then I got a can for her that she drank without me, which was not very nice that she drank you know, the second can without me, I shared my can with her and then she drank the whole second can by herself. Um, yeah. So they, they had make America juicy again. Okay. They, yeah, What's they that? had that one, but they had another one. They didn't have a, uh, I, I searched heretic and then J U I C and I got make America juicy again, juicier than now. And then juicier than, than thou with mango. Oh, okay. That's what it is. So. Okay. So this is the one with mango. So I had the juicier than thou number one. Um, and it wasn't as good as this one. The one with mango, they definitely stepped it up. Uh, really good beer. Four and a half rating from me. And I, I've had some really good New England IPAs lately from uh, the East Coast that I've you know gotten from some good listeners of the show. Uh, and they don't live up quite live up to those, but it's almost. It's right up there pretty good. And uh, well, I'll say we just put a, um, a mango IPA from Market Garden on tap on Saturday. Mm-hmm play something that blew and it was immediately like extremely well received and uh the small sample i had was, was pretty tasty i'm looking forward to getting a little more of that before it goes okay um but no maybe uh there's something to the mango with a lot of the like tropical character that's coming from these yeah. hops that pairs really well together yeah so. yeah i think so i th- i think the mango really was a nice treat in there for sure so keep that in mind john uh when you put on a, a hazy new england ipa one that had mangoes also, it went pretty fast. You might want to invest in uh, coming up with a good hazy IPA for your customers, a Trek one. Oh, we've already had plenty of requests for it. Okay. So. Okay, good. Yeah, people people don't seem to understand that it's really hard to just keep beers on when you have a one-barrel system and they can't, <laughs> like, you know, go super crazy with stuff that uh, may take a little while to come to fruition when I'm adding fruit and all these different things and yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but anyway, continue. We'll continue. Okay. The last <laughs> beer I'll talk about is from New Belgium. And it's funny. I said New Belgian. It's supposed to be New Belgium. I just caught that when I'm reading. It's their Honey Orange Triple. And I've had their triples, you know, before. But this is the first time I've had, I think this is a new beer for them, the Honey Orange Triple, Belgian Triple. And it's very good. Uh, I really enjoyed. You can actually kind of get, a, you know, a little bit of the... Actually, the honey didn't really come out too much, except for maybe in the the mouthfeel. Maybe I don't know. It seemed like it was a little bit uh, uh, heavier in the mouthfeel. Uh, the orange came out nicely, though. It had a nice little orange, like an orange zest uh, character to it with the triple. I think it worked really well. I gave that a four cap rating. I think that's available pretty much around the nation. So if you enjoy Belgian triples, uh, give this one a try. I think you might enjoy it. And okay, Chris is back. His internet is now working a little bit better. Chris, what new and noteworthy beers have you tried? And if you have uh, have any comments on um, 
any of the, the beers that I tried from my Taver experience, the Hop and Frog Infusion A Peanut Butter Chocolate Coffee Porter, or the MIA Tourist Trap Belgian, or the Allagash Map 40, you can chime in on that too. Yeah, I was really excited to see the um, the Hop and Frog on there. Mm-hmm. That, I know that Infusion A is one of uh, my wife's favorite beers, uh, and I really like that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, right after we moved to Florida, I think we had a bottle of it just kind of hiding out in our stuff. Um, that we drank coffee had fallen out of it a little bit, but it was still really good. Um, and if you go to their brewery in Akron, um, if they still do it, they make, uh, ice cream floats with the beer. Oh, nice. Um, so we duplicated that numerous times when we were still living in Cuyahoga Falls. Um, and then the, uh, the tourist trap, I've had that a few times. Um, I don't remember hating it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but mostly everything that I've had from MIA uh, has been pretty good, pretty uh, pretty tasty stuff. So I, I would go out and I know I'm going to have it again eventually. But uh, I, I was actually curious to know how that uh, how that beer shipping worked out for you because I was always interested in doing that. Um, just never really pulled the trigger with it. So um, and then noteworthy beers, new and noteworthy beers for me had a bottle of Funky Buddha's The Love Below. Which Ooh. was a um, a, ch- a barrel aged chocolate and cherry stout that um, or was really good. The chocolate and the cherries definitely stood out really well, very you know on their own. And the barrel was just right. I mean, it wasn't too overwhelming, wasn't too boozy or anything like that. So that one worked out really, really good. Uh, gave that a four cap on Untapped. And then our good friends down at Angry Chair put out a strawberry vanilla Berliner called Frankenberry. Um, and that one, I'm excited to say, got four and a half caps out of me. Uh, I'm starting to warm up to those um, those sours and those Berliners. Nice. Uh, especially from, from Angry Chair. They're really doing a good job with those. Um, one that I didn't have on my list uh, just the other night, I tried Hazy Little Thing from Sierra Nevada. Oh yeah, uh, and, that, and that was that was really good. It was it was simple, but it was really um, it was really it just tasted fresh. It was eat, you drinking it with dinner had some really nice um, citrus and tropical notes to it, and it worked out really good with um, you know the what was I having like a roast beef sandwich and uh, it was good. I liked it. I would definitely go go look for that one. Um, just kind of out and about if I was buying beer. Sweet. Good. Yeah, I like that one too. Um, I, I was really impressed with that one. I also like that New Belgium uh, hazy IPA they had. It was pretty good. And, and um, yeah, yeah, so good. Oh, and did, did I see you were drinking? Yeah, you're drinking the Prismatic from Ninkasi. Oh, yeah. When I, was in, when I was in Vegas back in January, I think I went through about a case of that stuff. Oh, I, I've gone through at least two and a half ca- cases of it. Uh, every, I've, the running joke is I bring home a six pack and it's, well, it's not really a running joke. It's reality. And I drink it in one sitting. I'll drink it that night. I, I, I just drink one and I just go back for another one before you know it. All six are gone because it is so easy to drink. And I just love this beer. So good. I'm glad you enjoy it too. Yeah, it's very good stuff. All right. Let's get uh, on to some feedback from our listeners. Uh, no voicemails. 
That's okay. We can't count on voicemails every week, but we did have some feedback. Yeah, cheese, Russ. <laughs> yeah, Russ, get on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're still waiting for Russ. I, I, we, we don't know if he's real. We, this might just be John doing ventriloquism. Uh, <laughs> he just hired some random dude. <laughs> a random dude. Yeah, some bum living out on the street. <laughs> like a Russ, get over here. <laughs> but yeah, dude, we're not even talking at the same time. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Never been same, seen in the same room either, have you? <laughs> that's true. I'm sorry, you were breaking up there, Chris. It must be technology. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but uh, we, I, I did not put a Twitter, Twitter poll out uh, last. I was going to try to put one out, and I just never, I was really busy, had a lot of stuff going on, never got to it. But I did put out a new Twitter poll today that will be out for the next week. And you'll, if you listen to this on Thursday, you still have a few days to, to answer in if you hadn't answered. And it's a pretty easy uh, easy poll. It's, it, this will run through May 27th. It says, when you visit a new brewery, do you only order a few tasters, order tasters of all the beer, sample a few, and get a pint, or just order a pint or two? So there's the four choices you have when you go visit a new brewery. Uh, go find our, our tweet and uh, vote. Vote for your choice, and we'll see how we fare in our next episode. You just gave me a reason to get on Twitter. I just voted. Okay, good job. Yeah, get you get out there and vote for sure. All right, Chris. Hey, why don't you go ahead and hit us up with uh, what uh, Brad Fatler has to say? All right. So from Mr. Brad Fatler at PK the Buckeye mentioned on Twitter, out of the top fifty list, I've been to Masthead in Cleveland, Ohio, and Speciation, Speciation in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Masthead is great and has, yeah, I hear you giggling back there. Uh, Masthead is great and has gotten into the North New England IPA game. Anybody get a little help on pronunciation of this word? I think it's speciation, I think. Speciation? I don't know. How do you say it, John? I, I would maybe go speciation. You would. Like species, <laughs> but... <laughs> we were more giggling at just your multiple attempts. So yeah, they are fun. So we're going with speciation. Uh, speciation does some awesome sour and wild beers. I tried to go to Battery Steel in Portland, Maine, but they were closed since they ran out of beer. Yeah. So looks like Brad travels around, and uh, he, you know he hit up, of course, Cleveland. I think where he lives, and then. Uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, where I, th- I thought all Ohioans weren't supposed to go to Michigan. That, that, uh, that, that seems weird. But then he went to Portland, Maine, too. So I hope that he also, when he was in Portland, Maine, went to Allagash while he was there. So, Brad, let us know how you liked Allagash uh, when you were there. But, yeah, that's pretty good. He's, he's uh, gone to two. I've, I've had two on the list. Uh, Chris, uh, if, if you happen to visit that list, do you know if you would uh, – tried any of the beers on from breweries in that list i'm gonna admit to you that i have not looked at that list okay that's okay you're busy you're a busy man i'm a failure no let's... no no okay. <laughs> yes let's let's stay on that one See? failure, oh. failure. <laughs> okay hey rush you want to join in and uh, and read what mr matt knight had to say <laughs> i wish more breweries marked their cans with all this information has the code, canning date, and best buy date. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, the bottom of this can looked like it was a newspaper. It had so much print on it. I mean, it had all that, had the, all the date and also says, uh, 
uh, please keep cold, you know, so make sure you keep your beer cold and not let it sit out in the heat and, uh, you know, get bad. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. I do, I do appreciate when breweries actually put some, you know, valid dates and stuff on there. And I, I love it when they put both the, you know, bottled on, at least the bottled on. I like the bottled on the best. And if they put the best buy also, it'd be great. Don't just put the best buy date on there because no. that doesn't tell me anything. Yeah, if, if I had my choice, uh, people would just put the uh, packaging date on there. Yeah. Um, mostly because they have zero control over how that beer is handled once it leaves the building. So that Best Buy date could be fluctuated by months. Yeah. Like, you know, if it leaves and is never refrigerated again until it hits your fridge, uh, you know, four months later, well, you've already blown past that, you know, six month Best Buy date even if, though it's only four months later because it was handled improperly. Yeah. So I'd prefer just a canning date or bottling date. And, you know, we'll try to do our best from there, you know, just drinking things as fresh as possible. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't really like best buy dates because just, there's just too many factors uh, that can go into that. Um, but uh that's just my little mini soapbox. No, no, so. I agree. And, you know, this is what I was referring to earlier with uh, the Vale versus Aslan. So, mm -hmm. uh, and what we're seeing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, hey, thanks for the text, John, because now we can actually find out how do you pronounce it. Speciation. There you go. <laughs> I was right. You never question me again. I, I question you all the time. And you know, I wouldn't have sent that if I wasn't right. So <laughs> if it had proven you right, I would have been like, no, we'll just keep that to ourselves. No, don't tell anybody that this is how we pronounce it. Speciation. Yeah, now we know. Yeah. All right. Hey, John, how about hitting us with our next uh, feedback? Yeah, so Zip Cohen mentioned on Facebook, yes, I did it. I caught up before you reached episode 100. It took me only six months since I heard the two, two first episodes while sitting next to Denny at the office. Thank you guys for great entertainment while I commute to work and back home. Hope to see you in Israel. You are always welcome. Yeah. So that, that from me says you forced him to listen <laughs> to those first two episodes because they were, you know, let's be honest, not as awesome as the, hold on, 97 episodes that, that went after that until now. Yeah. Well, so, well, you know, you were what? like, make sure you get to three. Don't stop now. So I, I think, I think he was just so, he just wanted to hear my voice and, you know, feel like, it? yeah, yeah. He just liked, I mean, and then he dealt with you, you know, you yeah. being well, in there. We're going to get some more feedback. Like, yeah, I skip through everywhere that John talks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Ziv, Ziv is a good friend of mine and he is homebrewing in Israel and I'm, Excited to try some of his beer when I go back to visit. Uh, I mean, he's he's been uh, he joined us for Black Friday last year at the Payette Brewing Black Friday Festival, and we he had a great time. and And uh, he's a good friend. And yeah, I'm just looking forward to to see him some more when I visit Israel. So it'd be fantastic. All right, we did have a, a listener question from our buddy Kevin Aguar, and I always mess up his name. I apologize. I'm not a very good pronunciator but on facebook he he says this hey john any rules one should be aware of before entering trek brewing other than every everyone's first beer is on denny loose 
And then, of course, he has some hashtags, tap the craft, thanks, Denny, and does a full keg count as a drink? Does a full keg yeah. count as a drink? <laughs> so uh, we do have some rules. Um, namely, yeah, leave, leave Russ's table alone. Um, Russ, your booth isn't real, man. <laughs> Dang it. Um, but uh, mostly, uh, if you say Denny's name, um, I'm keeping a tally, and he's just going to be charged at some point. So, uh, yeah. So every drink is a, <laughs> counts as a drink as your first one. So yeah. I feel like every time you get a new experience, that's your first beer. Okay. So oh, thanks, Denny. Clever. Any any dress codes that you are going to enforce? Uh, yeah, you pa- must wear pants. Pants are not allowed. No pants. So, yeah, oh, no it's pants. That kind of place. It's been. I mean, from day one, Russ can attest. It's be a new rule. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I we don't really have any any rules other than come have a good time and don't be a dick. So okay, don't be uh, a dick. You're gonna get. That put up on the wall, or is it not really? John has to leave Some... periodically. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I am kicked out from time to time. Touche <laughs> uh, there. So Kevin did have a link that he posted also. It says 20 bars with bizarre rules you have to follow or fear being kicked out. Visit our Facebook page if you want to check out that link. I will say there was a couple funny ones in there as well as one that I thought was really practical although I think you might lose some customers one of the one of the uh the bars actually made a faraday cage out of their bar essentially yeah i hear whispering yeah i was whispering that that's basically trek like it's a cinder block building with a metal roof and our salsa reception inside is fucking awful oh <laughs> so, yeah get on the wi-fi if you want any connection with the outside world okay. i'll say that okay yeah um, so so, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty – they don't want people texting and doing things on their phone. They want them to appreciate the company that they're with and, and just enjoy and, and untether themselves from the Internet and everything. So they made a Faraday cage uh, that traps out all electromagnetic signals. Yeah, and I can't remember the name of the place, but I think we talked about it before where they uh, designed their glassware that they're – their glassware wouldn't sit flat. So you had to use like a phone to prop it up. So it would stand <laughs> upright. So you couldn't use your phone. It had to keep your glass. glass awesome. up there. So. Wow. I would just stack up a coaster or, you know, uh, little coaster things. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what are you using there, Denny? Would that be, would that be something you'd call those coaster things? Coasters. Just coasters. Yeah. I was thinking there's another name for the paper ones. Yeah, coasters. coasters. Paper coasters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, paper coasters. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Kevin, for that. I think John will have some rules that will come as needed, but right now it's pretty much free. Free from your pants. Come pantsless and enjoy some good and beer. Don't be a dick. And don't, don't be a that. dick. Which does go hand in hand with pants. Yeah. So yeah. for for some of us. Yeah. Hey hey John. Uh, we were having a, a Trek Brewing Name That Beer contest, and we had a few entries, uh, and a couple that I enjoyed. Uh, did any of those entries uh, stir up a, an emotion with you that you, that said you have to name one of your beers after them? I, I will say there is a uh, clear front runner okay. in the list that we're currently vetting, and okay. I can't reveal yet that, like, oh, yes, this is happening because I don't want to get somebody's hopes up if okay. we can't use it. Um, and then we've got a couple others that, that we like, and who knows, you may just randomly get a t-shirt if we, uh, end up using it in the future. 
Okay. Um, but we are keeping, a, a, I think, three or four names, and we've got names tagged to them. So if, if, it, uh, if it goes down, uh, we'll be in touch. Okay. I'll say that. Excellent. Excellent. Now, Russ, you didn't add in any names, but have you been thinking about some possible Trek beer names while you're oh, sitting yeah. there drinking beer? I have a few, but uh, my favorite is uh, Russ's Real IPA. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> I like that one. That, that one might be uh, uh, definitely one he can use. Yeah, I think it has to be Russ Israel just to go with yeah. the uh, Facebook. Yeah. It makes him like a secret agent. Yeah. yeah. Go with the whole Bond theme, you know. For sure. For sure. Okay. Russ. Russ right. Israel. All right. Well, hey, if every, anyone else out there wants to contact the show, it's very easy. You can do it with your comments or questions through email at tapthecraft.gmail.com or, of course, on Twitter at tapthecraft. And give uh, Chris a little something to do on our Facebook page. Just follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tapthecraft. And don't forget, we do have a voicemail number. You can call 208-536-3359 or 208-53-ODDLY. Leave your feedback, questions, and you can get your voice on the show. We want to also thank Open Forum Radio Network for supporting the show and providing the hosting space at openforumradio.com. And if you enjoy the content that we put out, we believe you'll find some other great content like the following. Thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny, John, and Chris. Hey, and if you want to check out more great podcasts, check out the Open Forum Radio Network over at OpenFormRadio.com. We have such podcasts such as Open Forum Radio Proper, Facetious, Geeks for the Win, Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gaming Vessels, Slash Attainment, and Conspiracy Otter. Hey, thank you so much for checking out Tap the Craft today, and please leave these fellas a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this great show. Hey, thanks again for listening. All right, now it's time for the Brew Buzz segment, and the Brew Buzz is devoted to discussing various beer-related topics. This week, we are going to talk about the German Pilsner style, as well as do some tasting notes with the North Coast Brewing Scrimshaw Pilsner. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a different style because, uh, you know, Chris wasn't, we, we tried to get a beer that we could maybe all of us have together, but... Uh, Florida is lacking the Scrimshaw, but don't... I suck. That's no, 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 no. Florida sucks. They should have the beer there. <laughs> the whole state sucks. The whole, the whole state sucks because they should have the beer, and they did. And it's, and it's Chris's fault. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But uh, but it's okay. Don't worry because we're gonna go do kind of a hybrid thing here. We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna do the tasting, and then we're gonna do the the style guideline notes at the same time. So after John and I and Russ uh, taste. The, or you know, do our taste our our notes on whatever segment. Then Chris will go ahead and read the actual BJCP style guidelines of what that should smell like, look like, and taste like. So it'll be kind of an interactive thing, and Chris won't just be sitting, you know, crying because he doesn't have the beer that we're drinking. He'll be happy talking. So let me start it off and talk about the beer that we'll be doing tasting right now with. It's the Scrimshaw, and the Scrimshaw is named. For the delicate engravings popularized by 19th century seafarers. So it's like, uh, I think they do it on like walrus bone, right? Or something like that. They like etch away or ivory or whatever. What is, is ivory is, is elephants. So it wouldn't be that. It's got to be like walrus bones, tusks or something like that. Uh, the brewery is from North Coast Brewing. They're out of Fort Bragg, California. And the style is the German Pilsner. Alcohol by volume, 4.7. IBUs, International Bittering is 22, so quite low. And 
You can get this on draft or in 12-ounce bottles like we're drinking today. So, while John and I open our beers and get ready for the tasting, Chris, why don't you start us off with this style? All right. <clears throat> so this style, the Pale Bitter European Beer, this category describes German origin beers that are pale and have an even to bitter balance with a mild to moderately strong hoppy character featuring classic German hops. So in the overall impression is a light-bodied, highly attenuated, gold-colored, bottom-fermented, bitter German beer showing excellent head retention and an elegant floral hop aroma. It's crisp, clean, and refreshing. A German pill showcases the finest quality German malt and hops. All right. Excellent. Thank you, Chris. So, John, Russ, uh, let's go ahead and, and take a whiff of this beer and let us give us a description of what you can smell on the nose. Yeah, should we throw Russ under the bus? Yeah. Russ, why don't you so start you, us you off? Copy our answers. Don't do that to me. <laughs> All right. He's he's bowing out. So uh I'll say my my aroma after a couple IPAs, um, which is a bad choice before doing a Pilsner tasting. <laughs> yeah, but your nose, uh, you can still smell though. In theory. Um, I'm not getting a lot of, uh, hop character at all. Um, I am getting kind of a, a bit of a light, like bready cracker type of thing. Yeah. Uh, for the malt. Yeah. I care to add Russ. The same thing. So yeah, he's a very smart man. Okay. I'll yeah. Smile. Yeah. That's okay. You can go against John. He's not always right, but, uh, <laughs> of course I've been drinking IPAs too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. We all been drinking IPAs cause that's what we've been <laughs> drinking, but I will agree. There is a cracker malt, uh, kind of character, but I'm also getting, Maybe a little bit of uh, grassy, maybe maybe some of the hop character comes across like a, a cut grass uh, character uh, in the in the back of the nose, but mostly mostly malty, uh, cracker malt. So, uh, anything else to add to the aroma besides what you already said? Yeah, I'm I'm not getting any kind of grassy. Well, your nose um, is broken. I got a good nose. It's possible. You know, I, I haven't I haven't had my spring like normal allergies, so maybe I'm just a little bit stuffed up and that's all I got. So okay. I'll take that. Okay. So Okay. So Chris, why don't you hit us up on what the aroma should smell like? All right. In the aroma, according to the BJCP guidelines, it should be a medium to low medium low to low grainy, sweet, rich malt character often with a light honey and slightly toasted cracker quality and distinctive flowery, spicy, and herbal hops that have a clean fermentation profile may optionally have a very light sulfury note that comes from water as much as yeast, and the hops are moderately low to moderately high, which should not totally dominate the malt presence. Okay. All right. Well, we got the cracker malt. Um, I'm not saying that I smelt any flowery or spicy, maybe some herbal options. Maybe that's, maybe I'm mistaken the grassy for maybe some, some herbal notes, uh, but we're pretty, pretty close. I mean, we got a good start. Let's go into the, uh, the color and the head. I'm going to say that the, the color is, is kind of a, a light, I don't know, a light golden color. Not, I mean, clear, light golden, uh, with a head that's kind of off white head. What do you guys see? Same. <laughs> Russ is uh, full, of, full of answers. Uh, yeah, I'd say I got a pretty light golden character. Um, I'd call my head 
more white than off white though. And, uh, we both have some nice lacing already. Um, one, cause Russ has drank half of his already and, uh, <laughs> mine cause I poured it pretty hard into the microphone to try to get a nice sound, uh, early while we were on break. And I had like three, four inches ahead on mine. So it's now receded. Um, okay. Glass, so it, it is leaving a nice lacing on the glass. I'll say that. Okay. I, I'll say that I did not pour aggressively. I did not have more than maybe a half of a finger head that dissipated very fast. So when I say off white, I didn't get to it in time to, uh, <laughs> to really see, uh, if it's white, white or off white. I think because of the coloring of the beer, it's maybe looking a little bit darker than, than white, but it's still a, a decent thing. And the lacing, um, I can see that there could be some lacing, but it's not really sticking to my, glass as i swirled around gotcha you you don't clean your glassware as well as i do i guess but um that's true i've had about yeah. six beers in this glass today so maybe that's <laughs> part of the problem. <laughs> yeah but we we both have had that kind of consistent uh maybe eighth inch of head that just kind of stayed on on the yeah. beer as we drink it so okay um, what about your clarity it's clear yeah it's a bubbles clear. brilliant yeah, brilliant. As the uh, BJCP would would accept my answer. Well, then we'll hop on into that here with the appearance. So it's uh, straw to light gold. So you guys nailed that one. Uh, brilliant to very clear. Nailed that one too. <laughs> <laughs> with a creamy, long-lasting white head. So kind of nailed that too, depending on which kind of light you're in. Yeah, and and which, uh, yeah, my, my head was definitely not that big, but hey. It's it's good. It's good. All right. Well, hey, I guess, Russ, you've already drank half your beer, so you should be right on top of the flavor profile of what you're tasting. Or or you want John to go first so you can just say you agree. Let's, uh, let's do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, smart. Toss, you were right. He's a smart man. He's an excellent podcaster already, I'm just saying. Uh, ditto. Um. Yeah, my I would say that it's still still malt forward. Mm -hmm. um, yep. But I get a lot uh, sweeter character. Yeah, um, kind of a sweeter sweeter cracker bread, um, almost graham cracker. I agree. Um, yep. Type of thing going on. I'm still not really getting any hops. Uh, there might be a little bit of floral character in there, but uh, it's kind of hard to pick out at this stage of my drinking night. Um, Oh, I'll put it that way. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, anything to add, Russ? No, I get the same. Like, it's sweet. Um, it's, I don't get hardly any hot flavor from it at all. So, yeah, oh. we're, we're like the same person over here. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree that, um, it is malt, malt forward, a little bit sweeter, not too sweet. Uh, as you, Exactly what you said, John, as far as a graham cracker. I, not a strong graham cracker flavor, but that type of uh, like a lighter, uh, a lighter graham crackery uh, character. Maybe uh, a little bit of caramel uh, character in there, but definitely some cracker, graham cracker, some sweet cracker uh, character. And you're right, you're not, you don't get a lot of hop uh, flavor in this beer. Uh, you know it's there because it's not overly sweet, but you don't, it doesn't you know, like jump out and say, "Yeah, this is a nice spicy hop character to it." It, it doesn't have a a pronounced 
hop uh, flavor for sure. Well, but the flavor and the the bitterness in the beer are, are two different things. The bitterness would be what's keeping it from being overly sweet versus a, a hop flavor. So, okay. Well, I, I don't know what I said, but I, whatever. <laughs> 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 I wasn't paying attention, I guess. <laughs> Let's talk about the flavor profile in the beers. Medium to high hop bitterness dominates the palate and lingers into the aftertaste. Uh, moderate to mo- moderate to moderately low grainy sweet malt character supporting the hop bitterness. Low to high floral, spicy, or herbal hop flavor. Clean fermentation profile and dry to medium dry, crisp, well-attenuated finish with a bitter aftertaste and light malt flavor. Yeah. So I'll agree let's with move that. In. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we so didn't really talk about let's... the finish. So yeah. I, I don't know that I go all the way to dry. I think medium dry I could maybe agree with, but uh, I, I might have to go back to this after not having a bunch of other beers that would make this seem sweeter than it than it might otherwise uh to give it a, a true rating just my tongue is probably a little coated with some other bitterness that's keeping a full you know perception that in that way but i don't think this would be a, a sweet beer but i'd say probably medium dry if i had a clean go of it yeah i'll agree with that i i will also say say it is a very clean beer uh, there's definitely no off flavors from the fermentation. Um, and I guess the proper term for what I was tasting is that grainy sweet malt character, I guess. Maybe that graham cracker is more like a grainy character that you, you get there. So it's good that they explain that maybe. Yeah, grainy, I, I tend to, personally, I tend to take more of like a weedy, a wheat kind of character um because the thing i don't like about the word grainy is it's very uh um generic i guess um because that could go a lot of different directions and so i tend to take that more as a wheat kind of character because wheat you don't see show up in these guidelines i don't think um other than a wheat style um and i think when they say grainy they tend to mean that that kind of uh wheat wheat bread type of like wheat yeah, that, that, that's one of those words that I, I like, like in the last episode when they just say a multi character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is like, well, that's all malt. You know, that doesn't help anybody. Um, and I think when they say that, they're they're also talking more like a bready thing. Okay. Yeah, I think grain is a little too generic. Okay. For too too generic. Like. So we'll stick with graham crackery. Well, you can use it as much as you want. I won't because obviously <laughs> I'm at a different level. Because you're a professional. Right? Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> okay, so what about the body, John? What do you think of the body of this beer? I think I'd put this at a medium body and probably a medium carbonation, maybe a medium high carbonation. Russ? <laughs> I, more on the you, light side, but you, uh, you probably sure. never thought of a beer in these terms. No, before. I have not. So this is all <laughs> new to me. So I just drink it. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, I, I um, I'll, I'll say that. I, I'm kind of going with a medium light body. It's it's not light, but it's not like I don't know. It's it's medium light. Uh, carbonation wise, I could go with medium carbonation. Uh, I I don't think it's for me. It's not uh, so sharp of a carbonation. So I don't know if I'd go to high. But I think medium is okay. I'm not I'm not burping a lot. I I'm 
I've got one sip left of this beer to drink, and I don't feel any uh, built-up carbonation. I don't feel any ill effects from on the flavor or mouthfeel from the carbonation. So I'll say medium carbonation. Well, yeah, you're not burping at all of us, so yeah, it can't be that bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. So what's the what's the official mouthfeel body supposed to be like there, Chris? So the official mouthfeel is medium to light body. Or I'm sorry, medium light body. I can't read anymore. I'm sorry. Um, and then medium to high carbonation. Okay. So, we, yeah, we both covered both sides. Just depends on your take on, on that whole thing. Okay, John, why don't you go ahead and uh, let us know what the ingredients in this Scrimshaw Pilsner are. Uh, yeah, so they have uh, Munich malt. I listed on their website, but I would guess they've also got Pilsner malt in addition to this. Because uh, <laughs> Munich malt would be a lot darker than what <laughs> yeah. we're seeing in our glass. Uh, then also some Hallertau and Tetanang hops, which would be very traditional for a European uh, Pilsner uh, type beer. So, yeah. yeah, I think they're they're pretty much hitting it. Cause I assume the base is a Pilsner with some Munich addition. Yeah, um, yeah. But they don't they don't give that much uh, information for us. We kind of have to read between the lines. Yeah, so. for sure, for sure. All right, Chris, what's the what's the official in- ingredients uh, that these things call for? All right, the characteristic ingredients will include continental pilsner malt, uh, German hop varieties, especially Sazer type varieties such as Tetnang, Hallertal, and Spalt for taste and aroma. Saz is less common. And then German lager yeast. Okay. What's the? Uh, go ahead and go through the vital statistics and some commercial examples before John and I will come up with our uh, final verdict on this beer. Okay. So on the vital statistics, your IBUs or international bittering units will be anywhere between 22 and 40. And your alcohol by volume will be anywhere between 4.4% and 5.2%. Your commercial examples are going to be the Koenig Pilsner, Left Hand Polestar Pils, the Polliner Premium Pils. Need some German lessons to read that one. Schoen Rammer Pils. Yeah. I think Stout, I that one. Stout Pils, uh, Trogues Sunshine Pils, and Trumer Pils. Nice. Yeah, I, I've had uh, I've had one. I had three of those Pilsners. Have you had any of those Pilsners, John? Mm, two, I think. Okay. So. How about you, Russ? Are you a Pilsner fan? Um, it's not like high on my list of beers that I drink, but uh, this one's pretty tasty. Yeah, okay. we, we haven't found a beer style yet that he's high on. So we're starting out <laughs> all Belgians and all Pilsners so far. <laughs> all right. Hey, Chris, have you had any of these beers? I'm going to say I've had two, potentially three of those beers. Okay. Okay. I, I'm guessing the Troig's Sunshine Pills is one that we've all had, maybe? Yes. I, I've had that one. Have you had that one, John? Yeah. Okay. And I've also had the Polliner Premium Pills, and I've had the Trumer Pills. So that, those are the three I've had. Yeah, the, the Trumer is one I think I'm, I've am i had, but I'm not positive. So that's why I'm just saying two with okay. the Troig's and the Polliner. Okay. So. Okay. All right. Okay, so... Before we get into our rating, the glassware that is recommended for any Pilsner is, of course, uh, a Pilsner glass or a fluted glass. You agree, John, that that would be like the premium glass to drink this beer because it highlights the bubbles coming up and the, you know, the coloring? 
Yeah. Yeah. I won't say that I'm doing that right now. But no, yes, no, I'm not either. Yeah. I, I was going to bust out my Pilsner glass and I said, you know what? I already got this glass I've been using all day. Why not just use this one? So, uh, yeah, my, my Pilsner glasses are uh, in a box somewhere in the basement. So okay. I, haven't, I haven't broken those ones out yet. Okay. So how about this? This is for both uh, you, John, and Russ. Uh, if if you were trying to give a beer to someone new to craft beer, and you said, "Hey, I think you might," you know, I know you drink a lot of uh, you know Budweiser, Miller, Genuine Draft, whatever, but I I think you might enjoy this uh, Pilsner from North Coast. Is this a beer that you would recommend for new people to craft beer? No, I definitely think it would be a good starting point if you're just getting into it. Yeah. What about you, John? Yeah. I agree. This is the type of beer that we uh, keep on when we don't have our cream ale available if we can, um, just to give something for those folks. And we have a lot of those folks here in Newark. So, uh, yeah, I would say yes. Yeah, I I agree completely. This beer is made for newbies, for new people to craft beer that is not used to drinking full-flavored uh, IPAs and such like, you know, beers like that. This is a perfect beer to bring them into what beer can taste like that has actually flavor. I, I, this is great flavored beer, not too strong. I think anyone could really enjoy it. Uh, nothing negative about it for sure. All right, now is the time where we rate the beer. And remember, John, we kind of changed our rating system at right at the end of our, our you know, before we, we stopped doing our tasting notes. We have- Yeah, like 10 months ago. Yeah. Like, Let's switch this up and then not so do this anymore. Let me, let me remind you of what the choices are. So starting at the bottom, it's the bottom of the barrel, falls into the lower third of your beer list. Uh, middle of the road falls into the middle third. And of course, upper crust means this is one of the top third beers you would rec- you, that you enjoy, uh, that you enjoy drinking. So would this fall into your top, middle, or bottom third of your you know beer rating? So I've, I've been going back and forth whether I'd put this upper crust or middle of the road. Um, it's very enjoyable. I think I'd, I'll bump it to the upper crust just because it's it's really drinkable and uh, it's also really hot in my house right now, so I'm yeah. enjoying it. Yeah, and it's kind of hitting the spot. It's not 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 at the very top, but it's definitely a very enjoyable beer. Okay. So all right, Russ. My... Russ, how about you? After uh, as hot as it's been today, I uh, definitely think it'd probably be uh, upper crust. It's pretty tasty. Um, it's not, you know, super heavy, so it's nice. It's really nice. <clears throat> okay. And I'm going to make it unanimous. This definitely falls into my upper crust. I will admit back in 2012 when I rated this on Untapped, um, I wasn't into Pilsners. In fact, I hated Pilsners. My Probably my least liked beer style was Pilsner at that time. And I have been, you know, forcing myself to drink Pilsners over the last six years. Now that I'm revisiting this beer, and I gave it a three back then. So giving a three for a Pilsner style was uh, really good for me back in 2012. Uh, now I definitely would mark this back up to a uh, at least a four cap rating for me on the Pilsner uh, style. I think this is a very well done Pilsner, easy to drink. Uh, I mean, it, it, this will quench your thirst during a hot summer day as John and Russ are trying to, you know, cool down from their 100 degree weather. Uh, yeah, this is definitely upper crust beer. I recommend that if you can get this beer, go try it. 
I think you guys will enjoy it, and it's a very pleasant Pilsner. Yeah, and who, who knew that you'd revisit this after your, you know, uh, New Year's resolution of attacking the Pilsner style and lagers in general, and mm-hmm. you know now you really enjoy it. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I've turned over the last six years, six plus years, I have completely turned around where I didn't drink any Pilsners or lagers at all. To now, I will go out and search out lagers for sure, and now I'm even enjoying pilsners i'll go and i'll order a pilsner uh, and and i'll find that i'm actually enjoying them so i've completely turned 180 degrees in six years and yeah i'm pretty excited about that so can i ask you a kind of follow-up on that yeah um as you so as you've gotten more into you know crap beer and, and more diving in especially with the podcast and everything uh is would you say any part of that may come from, you know, knowing what goes into those styles? It's like I would personally, a lot of times when I go somewhere new, I will intentionally look for what's the lightest mm-hmm. flavored beer on their tap list. And I want one of those because that'll kind of give me a gauge of the attention they're paying to everything and whether it's going to be worth looking at anything. Because if, if they can pull that off, then great everything else you know they're not held back by you know a, a technical process or anything like that it's you know they they know what they're doing essentially yeah. yeah no yeah so um before i wouldn't drink pretty much any lagers or pilsners and then when i started drinking lagers i drink i try some lagers and i still wouldn't drink the pilsners and then i started bringing in the pilsners and enjoying it and just like you said i started seeing that that a well-done Pilsner and in a brewery that doesn't have uh, negative aspects, they're not overusing their yeast or, or, or having some kind of a, a, you know, a problem with their brewing process can really tell you if that brewery is, is doing something well. Now I do, I use it as a gauge. I, I've mentioned before that, um, you know, there's a brewery in Pocatello that doesn't, I don't drink any of the lagers anymore because every single time, even, you know, I'll, I'll go back and I'll try another one to see if maybe that they've got their, their, uh, their brewing down uh, better and see if that, uh, you know, if that off flavor is still there or not. And they, they have a problem with brewing their lagers. So their lagers are all kind of not very good unless you like a lot of, uh, you know, buttery flavor in your, uh, in your beer. I don't like that flavor for, for my, so, so it's a good movie going beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it might be. If you're eating popcorn, you wouldn't notice it because you know, it's covered <laughs> in butter, but you're right. I do gravitate towards lighter, uh, lighter, uh, character beers. Now, you know, cream ales, I'll go to the cream ale. I'll go to the Kolsch. I'll go to the things that aren't the hoppy or stout, or, you know, things that have big, bold flavors, the ones that have lighter ones, and just see how they brew that style and see what characters come out. And it is, it, you're right, it is from learning more about the styles, what goes into it, the brewing process. I mean, like the last episode, I didn't know much about alt beer. I've had a few, and yeah, they're hit or miss a lot of times. And then after I had that North Coast alt beer that we talked about, I 
wanted to find out more about the style and I learned that, wow, this beer style is unique. You know, it's a hybrid lager ale. And, you know, now I kind of can appreciate breweries when I go and have an alt beer and I have one that's done really well, I'll know how it was made and, and you know, what went into it and, and whether or not it kind of follows the style guidelines that it should. So, yeah, it's, it's I mean, I'm, I've been drinking craft beer for, you know, nearly 30 years now, and I'm still learning a lot about craft beer. And I think the podcast helps a lot with that because it's forcing me to go and dive into styles that I didn't know much about and, and appreciate them for sure. Okay. A couple other side notes about this beer that I found very interesting. Uh, they use uh, completely non-GMO grains in their uh, uh, in their beer. It's a it's a non-GMO uh, beer, which is kind of cool. Uh, also, a hundred calories and two grams of carb in this beer. I think that's pretty light, right? Two two grams that seems pretty low for carbs. I I could drink a six pack and only have you know twelve grams of carbs. And uh, twelve hundred yeah. and six hundred uh, calories. I don't know about that, That's but I don't cool. don't see a lot of uh, carb numbers for beers, so I have no gauge <laughs> whether that's something realistic or not. Well, what's that Michelob Ultra? What do they claim that thing is? They do carbs on that, or just calories? I don't I like know. Oh, forty-five calories or really whatever. Low. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, still. I would rather drink this at double the calories than a Michelob Ultra, right? I mean, so I drink one of these or two Ultras. Uh, I'll drink one of these if I was counting calories, which I'm not. Okay, they won some medals over the years. Uh, they have a couple of gold medals from the North American Brewers Association 2001. Or, yeah, 2001, they won a gold medal. And also, Great American Beer Festival, they won the American Lager Ale in 1992. So they have two gold medals. They also have a few silvers, uh, World Beer Championships that were in Chicago in 95, 98, 2002, 2003, and 2006. They won silver medals. And Great American Beer Festival for American Lager Ale in 1996, they won a silver medal. So this is an award-winning Pilsner, and I think we can agree. It's pretty. So to give you a comparison about uh, Mick Ultra, the Mick Ultra was 95 calories. And 2.6 carbs. What? No way. Wow. So this is, I mean, it is just as good. Yeah, this is way better. It better. better. <laughs> it tastes better. Yeah, I can still drink a six-pack of these and uh, not put in any weight. Right? Now, if only Florida would get their act together and get some of it down here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you guys for joining me on the tasting notes. I have one more fast quick segment we're going to go through because i know it's getting late i know russ isn't going to be able to join i I think russ is gonna gonna bounce russ thank you for joining us yeah man thanks thanks, man uh, appreciate you on the putting up with me yeah no you did great so the uh the russ's real stuff was pretty fantastic i have to say (laughs) you're famous now you know that (laughs) (laughs) all right take take it easy yeah man you too okay see ya okay so i just want to go and look back at over the last 99 episodes we had. And uh, in that time, we've done 23 different style guideline topics, which is pretty cool. We're, you know, teaching 
different styles to our listeners. We also did 37 tastings, not including the tasting we're doing tonight. Uh, that's a lot of tasting. That's a, over a third of our episodes have been had something to do with a, a tasting note segment. We covered topics all the way from proper glassware to the brewing processes, processes and ingredients to festivals and marketing of craft beer. And our, as a little side note, our most downloaded episodes were actually the Belgian style shows, episodes 23 and 25. For some reason, people really wanted to know about Belgian ales, which I thought was pretty cool. Maybe, I, maybe we should do more Belgian ale shows for people since they like that one a lot. We're just going to give in to what the people yeah, want? Yeah, right? give them what they want. Yeah, they love, oh, okay. they, they yeah, love Belgian styles. <laughs> and, of course, the first show that our buddy Chris joined us on was episode 48. That was 52 shows ago. Recorded on least Star, downloaded going downhill. <laughs> <laughs> and we recorded that one on May 14th, 2016, released on May 26th. So it's a, two years ago. Two years ago, we had Chris on. Uh, and you know, people fell in love with him, and we've had you on, you know, several times since then. And ah, Chris, ruining Tap the Craft since <laughs> 2016. <laughs> but we had a. I, I checked out the show, and I want to say, well, what we, what do we talk about on that show besides just interviewing Chris and how he found us and and all his awesomeness? Uh, and I found that our topic was our favorite beers and beers that we want that we have on our on our wish list. And I thought, wow, let's see how these lists, you know, how they hold up two years later. So, Chris, you labeled, you listed that your favorite beers were Cigar City's White Oak Highlight IPA, Hoppin' Frogs Barrel Aged Doris, the Destroyer Oatmeal Stout, Founders Brewing Backwoods Bastard, Funky Buddha's Last Snow Coconut Coffee Porter, and Against the Grain Brewery's Brown Note. Do, do all those still hold up today, or do you have some beers you want to trade out for your favorite beers? I mean, I would still take any of those, any of any chance that I got. Okay, so so nothing change, nothing would changes there. You, those are all still your favorite beers. I mean, I'm sure they're not my favorite beers, but I mean, if someone was to say, "Hey, would you like any of these five? I would say absolutely. Okay. I was I was at the store uh, yesterday looking for the scrimshaw. Yeah. Uh, and there was uh, the against uh, against the grains brown note on the shelf, and I went, maybe I should grab a four pack of that. <laughs> that sounds good. And I haven't had that in a while. Um, <laughs> So I mean, if it's av- if that's available to me, any of those five beers, I'm going to grab that, um, or at least drink it if someone's going to offer it to me. Okay, okay. So John, your favorite beers were listed as Black Raven's Wisdom Seeker, Fremont's Summer L, Carl Strauss's Red Trolley L, Georgetown's Lucille IPA, and Rubens Brews Goza. Uh, is that still what you'd rate on your favorite beers, or would you like to trade out some? Um, I think at least, at least three of those are probably still safe. Um, I would say the, uh, some rail might slip a little bit. Okay. Uh, and the Rubens goes might slip a little bit. Oh, what would take, um, wait, what would take, Rubens but I'm not, like, but that's the thing. I'm not quite sure. Like, cause I didn't, uh, in, in full disclosure, I looked at this 15 minutes before we started. So I didn't really have time to, uh, kind of sit and 
pull my thoughts together. Um, but like if you had just, you know, said, start making a list, I can tell you that the wisdom seeker, the red trolley and Lucille would have definitely come to mind. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not sure I would have come up with the other two on my own without prompting. Okay. That's, that's the only reason I I would say that. Okay. Um, so yeah, no problem. No problem. I won't put you on the spot. Um, I'll go into my favorites that I listed. Um, Grand Teton's Bitch Creek, the Shoots Black Butte Anniversary Ales, all of them. Widmere Burr, the Shoots Jubilee, and Stone Arrogant Bastard. The only, there's only one beer that I might uh, remove from the list, I would, and, and it will shock you, John. It's going to be Widmere's Burr. Um, I drank a lot of that beer back in the day and I found that I only had like one or two six packs this last year. I think that Full Sail's Wassail took the spot of Burr. I think that that one's a better winter warmer for me at the time. Jubilee's still a favorite. I can't drink enough of that beer. I love that beer. Uh, Grand Teton Bitch Creek will always be my favorite beer. I, I just love that one. And of course, the shoots anniversary. I was, if I were to move a beer into my favorite spot right now i'm gonna say even though i don't rate it as a five cap beer as far as the amount of beer i'm drinking uh is that ninkasi prismatic that i drank two of tonight on the show um i don't know the beer is not like the best ipa i've ever had but it is a beer that i just find i enjoy drinking so if you enjoy drinking a beer and you drink a lot of it, it's got to be one of your favorites. So I might move that Widmer Brother burr into a, a Prismatic maybe just because of the fact that I just love drinking it. So kind of a weird thing. All right. How about some of the favorite or our wish list beers that we want to one day have? Chris, you mentioned Funky Buddha's Maple Bacon Coffee Porter. You also mentioned Pliny the Younger from Russian River, Founders Brewing's Canadian Breakfast Stout, Alchemist Hetty Topper, Three Floyd's Dark Lord, and Lawson's Finest Liquids Sip of Sunshine. Now, I think you might have had a few of these beers that were on your wish list. I have. Um, the Funky Buddha's Maple Bacon Coffee Porter, Canadian Breakfast Out, and uh, Dark Lord from Three Floyd's. Out of those three that I've had, I'll be honest, I'll kick all three of them off the wish list. Oh. I mean, I, I'd kick them all off, off the list of... Uh, of ones that you wish you could have. They didn't live yeah. up to expectations. I mean, Dark Lord, Dark Lord was good. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just because, uh, and, and I'll use the maple bacon coffee porter as kind of an example, but maybe it's just because it's so readily available now from the time that we talked about this back in 2016. Mm-hmm. I when, mean, when you were in Ohio. It, yeah. Um, well, no, we were here. We oh, were, were you here? Florida. Yeah. Oh. But now, I mean, you go into any decent, even halfway decent bottle shop and maple bacon coffee porter is just sitting on the shelves waiting to be purchased. Okay. It's not like it used to be where it was like this big draw. And I'll be honest, I don't think it's as good as it was now. I'm sorry, as good as it was then as it is now. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to get, let's just say this. I'm not, when it gets uh, released, I'm not out going through the store going, hey, you got any of that maple bacon coffee porter? I need to get as many bottles as you'll let me buy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and this, the Canadian be- breakfast out, I believe we talked about that a couple of episodes ago. I was just, just kind of... Underwhelmed. 
yeah. And then the Dark Lord, I've had a bottle of that. Um, I, it was good. It was um, Dark Lord Day was actually yesterday, I believe. Uh, so Saturday, well, I don't even know what day it is now. Uh, no. <laughs> it's the 20th. <laughs> yeah, so yesterday was May 19th, I think. I know a couple of my friends were up in Chicago for Dark Lord Day. Uh, or at least I think that's what they were up there for. Uh, like I said, I don't even know what day it is now. Um, but out of the three, I'd go for the Dark Lord out of out of those previous ones that I mentioned. I haven't had the Heady Topper, the Sip of Sunshine, or Pliny the Younger. Um, and I don't imagine I'm ever going to have Pliny the Younger unless I go out to California to get yeah, it yeah. and stand in line. Yeah, probably not. that ass here, you won't. <laughs> yeah? Are you going to come out there with me? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, well... We'll take all the uh, small business money to anything we have and uh, go do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys are you guys are rolling in a dough with mm-hmm. your own businesses. If that were the man, that'd be so nice. You just get that uh, that corporation or that LLC going, and all of a sudden your <laughs> bank account is just swollen full of cash. Uh, all right, hey John, how about your wish list? You had Russian Rivers, Planet of the Younger, also the three three Freud's. Dark Lord and Funky Buddha, just in general, and Topping Goliath. I know you've had Topping Goliath for sure. Um, of your four choices, is there, if you've had them, let us know what you've had and if it lived up to expectations and if you would have kept that on your wish list after having it. So I've not had Topping Goliath. Oh. You're wrong. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, of those, I've had a beer from Funky Buddha. <laughs> um, was it hot gun? Which was their pineapple blonde. Not exactly <laughs> what I was talking about when I made this list. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess all those are still out there because I'm, I'm not, I can't be as stuck up as Chris where I've had these and they weren't, they just weren't the right <laughs> whale I was talking about. That's right. Um, uh, hashtag whales, bro. Whales, uh, bro. but, um, yeah, so I, you know, I'm I still be looking forward to having these beers, and you know, playing the younger. I'll head out there at some point, catch my aunt, and uncle who sent me my my beer because uh, they they head out there every uh, year, every other year for for the the younger release and everything. So uh, maybe sometime I'll I'll join them and head out and have some some good times. Okay. But uh, yeah, big fail over the last two years for me. Nope. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, you still have time. Don't worry. Don't worry. It was just, I'm still wishing. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. So my wish list um, will be some change. I, I didn't list individual beers. I listed breweries that I want to visit. So I had Cascade Brewing Barrel House in Portland, Oregon, Jester King out of Austin, Texas, Cigar City in Tampa, where Chris is at, Wicked Weed in Asheville, and uh, Three Floyds. Again, Three Floyds was on all of our lists. Uh, in, in Indiana, there's only one I want to take off the list, and that's the first one I listed, Cascade Brewing Barrel House, the one that I most likely will be able to try. And actually, I could try them here locally because they do have bottles that come in. And I have failed to pick up any of the bottles because, for one thing, they're all like $26 a bottle, and they're mostly sour beers, which I enjoy sour beers, but I'm finding that it's harder to drink sour. Like a, I don't want to drink a 25 ounce bottle of sour beer, so I'm not going to buy a 25 ounce bottle of beer that I'm going to be forced to you know drink by myself. So I would probably remove that one from the list. Now, Jester King is also does a lot of wild farmhouse ales, 
but I still want to visit them and try all their beers. Same with Wicked Weed. I know Wicked Weed sold out. I don't care. I still want to, if they make good beer, I still want to try their beer. Uh, Cigar City, I have had some Cigar City, thanks to Chris. And um, I did, uh, when I was in uh, Salt Lake City a few weeks ago, I did have their High Alive. Finally had their High Alive. Uh, I enjoyed that beer, actually. It wasn't as you know grand as I was expecting, but it was still a good beer. So I have had some Cigar City. Not, I will visit them when I go to Tampa and try them in person. So that does stay on my list. And uh, Three Floyds, I did have a couple of Three Floyds, and I've enjoyed uh, the beers I've had from them, and I want to continue to try the beers. I won't try that uh, that Belgian double IPA, though. Uh, I'll leave that one off for sure. Um, but I think if I were to add, a, if I changed out Cascade Brewing Barrel House, I'd probably have to now put Allagash. Uh, brewing in Portland, Maine. I'll switch out that one for that one. I'll switch Portland, Oregon to Portland, Maine and uh, do a, a cross the country move. Uh, I, after having that Map 40, I have to go and try their other beers. It was really good. Okay, that's kind of a look back to episode 48 when we listed our favorite and our wishlist beers with Chris on his first showing of Tap to Craft. But uh, guess what, guys? We have run a little bit long. Uh, we had some technical issues that kind of drug us on too. Hopefully, the listener any listener won't experience any of that uh, after editing. But before we leave, let's just give a chance to raise a glass to some people we'd like to raise a glass to. So, Chris, who would you like to raise a glass to tonight? So, I really didn't have a whole a lot of chance to put some thought into this of who I'd like to raise a glass to, and I just thought, you know what? I would really like to raise a glass to you guys. Uh, this has been uh, a kind of a crazy couple of years. <laughs> um, not only with, you know, John opening Trek and us taking over our business and um, still keep you guys and Denny, you keeping uh, tap the craft up and running. Um, and then I get to come in and ruin it every couple of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would really like to raise a glass to you guys. Uh, for putting up with all my technical difficulties and um, still talking smack to me when I when I finally <laughs> get on and uh, not screw it up so much. So cheers to you guys. Uh, this has been a lot of fun so far, and here's cheers to many more. Yes, cheers for sure. Okay, John, how about you? All right, so I, I got to start out thanking Russ uh, for being guilted into this earlier today while we were both at the uh, five-year-old's birthday party. Um, so I, I, I guilted him into it, and he he came through, hung out with us for a little while. So uh, at least the actor, he, I think he pulled it off. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll never know. <laughs> um, but then also thank my, my Uncle Matt and Terry for sending uh, my care package of beer and uh, being my beer fairies uh, in my East Coast uh, beer love. And then uh, my brother, uh, Dan and his wife, Elle, uh, welcome their second son today, uh, Lucas. So I'm, uh, I guess, an uncle again or still an uncle with you know <laughs> new kids I can corrupt. So, uh, yeah, well, that's, that's my toast for, for tonight. So how about you, Denny? All right. Well, you know what? I'll toast your toast because those are some great toasts. Uh, thank Russ for uh, his impromptu 
uh, guilting into being on a show. I was totally, you, you totally had me. I was totally caught by surprise when he started talking and you introduced uh, uh, Russ is real. So that was fantastic. Thank you, Russ, for joining us. You are real now. Yeah. So. <laughs> He's never yeah, going to be yeah. known as his Russ and his real last name. It's, you're just always going to be known as Russ is real. <laughs> Yeah, and I really didn't expect, like, we had talked about just having him to start talking in the middle of the show. I was like, no, it'll be weird if you just sit here for 45 minutes in silence. Uh, cue <laughs> some technical difficulties, and he's sitting here for 45 minutes in silence until we start the show. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to introduce you at the beginning. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, so. uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. Thank you for arranging that. That was great. And also, I, I want to toast you, Chris, for all the work that you've been putting in for tap to craft all these years and for your dedication, you are one of the few people that have gone back and listened to all the episodes uh, of tap to craft. You're one of the elite that, uh, that didn't start from episode one, but when you did start, you went back and, and got caught up. So now I don't, not saying you're caught up to episode 100 yet, but at least you went back originally to catch up to where you were. At, uh, yeah, I will admit I haven't, I I'm like <laughs> one less, one episode behind. <laughs> Yeah, when he's not on, he's like, screw that. I'm not listening. No, no problem. But hey, I raise my glass to you. Thank you for your dedication to the show. We really appreciate it. And and for putting up with John, with giving you a a bad time all the time. So I'm glad to have someone else to take the the brunt of it off of me. (laughs) No regrets. It's just like like talking to to, uh, any of my good friends. We always give them shit on a regular basis. (laughs) And I I always tell my friends, I only annoy the people that I really like. Yeah. So. Oh, good. That's good. I also want to raise my glass to my buddy Ziv, who did go back and listen to all the episodes, all the way up to this one, before this one hit. Uh, that's a great task, and I'm glad that he found some good entertainment and good knowledge in there. And Ziv, hey, cheers to you, and I look forward to our meeting again in Israel soon. And I want to Raise my glass to Open Forum Radio. They, uh, you know, Bill, Terry, Derek, and Jason, they did shout us out on their latest episode for hitting episode 99 and for 100. They, they want to buy us a, a drink. So I'm, I mean, definitely have to hook up with them to go get that drink for sure. Cheers to you guys. Thanks for your support. And also for Facetious Podcast, Larry, the guy that you hear every episode give us the Open Forum Radio podcast breakdown. His show hey, is, you. yeah, thank you. <laughs> his show is facetious, and he also gave us a big shout out for hitting ninety nine and one hundred. Uh, I really appreciate that he, you know, he's the the father of the whole open forum radio network. Without him, we wouldn't have any of this. So I raise my glass to you and to Michael, uh, you know, for for your show. I do listen uh, every week, even though I don't comment much. I have a lot going on in my head that I want to comment to. I just never get those words out. Uh, to you guys. So cheers to you. And also, I have to lift a glass to all the servicemen and women out there protecting our freedoms out there serving in the armed forces. Uh, Cheers to you. Return home safely to your families real soon. And Chris, why don't you uh, give us a toast to Hopcloth for us? Absolutely. We want to raise a big glass to our friends over at Hopcloth Apparel for partnering up with us. And I encourage our listeners to go visit their site at www.hopcloth.com and check out their creative craft beer clothing. You guys can use the code TAPTHECRAFT, all one word, at checkout to get free shipping. Excellent. 
And you can find the beers and the links to the articles mentioned on the show in our show notes that are located on the show post at openforumradio.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at loose screw. And John, how can our listeners follow you? On Twitter at Prime Brewing, untapped Prime WA. And there's actually beers checked in there now. Uh, or you can follow the, the brewery, Trek Brewing, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Trek Brewing, or visit us on the web at trekbeer.com. Nice. And Chris, how can our followers, how can our listeners follow you? So you can find me occasionally on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie 82 or untapped and Instagram at MCK1345. And of course, if you want to, uh, you can always find me on Inst- on uh, Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tap the craft. Excellent. All right, guys, it is last call. Time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank all of our listeners for downloading to the sh- downloading the show, and we ask you to please tell a friend about our show and to subscribe on iTunes, such radio, or tune in, or Google Play, or however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, so am I, am I okay to record now? You, you're planning to stay on the call, Chris? <laughs> yeah, I think so. That's fair. Yeah, I think I'll stay on. All right. Okay. Um, oh, son of a bitch. Now my, <laughs> what? On, my, I got to stop and restart my recording because it's not picking up my uh, mic. Okay. I thought you might have spilled a beer. No. That would have been much more expletives. <laughs> <laughs> Are you so. there, Chris? Nothing. If you can hear me, just kind of getting. We we kind of heard a little bit, but you cut out. Just kind of nah. Sorry, I just reminded the Lion King. He's cutting out there. Even Russ, who didn't even know he's going to be on the show to, until today was prepared for this taking. I'm just saying. You know what? You're right. So not only am I just going to read everything, potentially some dog noise in the background too. So yeah, you're gonna read it with shame. That's, That's what you're right. going to do. This is the overall impression. <laughs> I will say the, the day that Chris and I actually meet in person, I, He's gonna I'm punch not you. sure what's going to happen. No, no, no. There's not, <laughs> sure gonna gonna There's not gonna be any punching. We're just gonna get shit faced drunk together. <laughs> then there might be some nut tagging after we're yeah, like pretty really much. drunk. <laughs> Sacked taps all around. Welcome to Tap to Craft, an informational podcast about craft beer, targeting the everyday beer drinker. My name is Denny Luce, and joining me tonight is my buddy John Ream. Hey everybody. John and I, uh, we met during my stint in the 40Cast. Actually, I was doing a segment during the 40Cast called The Brew Buzz, where we talked about craft beer, kind of like what we're doing right now on this podcast. And John was my very first listener that actually wrote in to comment or critique some of my enthusiast beer speak, because I told you guys earlier in the shows that I'm not an expert. I'm an enthusiast, so I will be wrong at times. And John, why I adore him so much is that he doesn't hesitate to correct me when I'm wrong. 
So there was no better person in my mind to come and second chair with me on our podcast than John, because he will tell me straight up whether I'm full of crap or if I'm uh, on the, the straight and narrow. 